What is up, guys, and welcome to the Meeple Minded Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things tabletop gaming. My name is Jason. And I'm James. And I'm Ant. Anthony's here. Hi. How are you doing, sir? Good, sir. Thanks for having me back. It is good to be back. It, it's great to have you back. It's been... I, I don't even know how long it's, it's been. It's been a while. I think it has. I've seen you a lot more recently, though. Of course. Because we've been having some last-minute gaming every now and then, which yeah. has been really good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, how have you guys been this week? Yeah, good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Nice input there, James. Nice. Have <laughs> you come from work again? No, but I am fighting a really bad headache, which I've had since about lunchtime. Oh, excellent. So what we got to do today, Anne, is make mm. lots of noise. That, that, ah! I've, been, I, I've been told that that's what's good for a headache. Oh, okay. So as long as it's not my headache. Some heavy dance music or something, that would help quite a bit, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I've been nice to you, James, because you haven't had headphones on, so you didn't have to hear the music. I didn't. I'm actually quite glad of that right now. <laughs> I've missed my trick now, and I should have done it, but then crank the volume on his head, just on his headphones. Yeah, that would have been great. It's good that you care for your your co-host. I do, or my fellow DJ. If we were taking the Mickey out of us, <laughs> just literally just now, yeah. <laughs> but no. Uh, so how how have you been, Anne? Because I don't usually get to ask you. No, I've been good, mate. Like I said, we've been reading up quite a bit. We've been playing a few things that I've not played, you've not played, James hasn't played. So it's been good. Been, been good. really hitting both of our shelves of shame, which, yeah. uh, which has been really good. And also some new games. We got a brand new game to the table just last night. We did. Yeah, we was, did. Uh, which was Steam Up. Steam Up. Which... For some reason, I keep calling it Dim Sum Up. <laughs> it's about Dim Sum, <laughs> exactly isn't it? About so it. I guess it's it's fair. But it, I mean, I was really regretting not backing that game initially. Mm. And now we've played it. I'm really regretting not backing really? that game. Well, hopefully um, we'll get some at um, uh, UK Expo. Oh yeah, maybe something. Grab yeah. a copy. Yeah. I, I really hope they bring the deluxe copies because. Or I just say you want to borrow mine and we can keep playing it. I don't mind. Well, obviously, <laughs> it's one of the handy things about you living just around the corner. This from is it, right? Happens, exactly. So. Uh, yeah, James, what did you think of uh, Dim Sum Up? Yeah, I really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. It sounds better calling it Dim Sum Up, right? <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I was about to say, let's call out the the, the uh, publisher of that. But I, I can't actually remember. It's a hot banana game. Hot banana it? games, yeah. Oh, right, look yeah. at that! I'm on form without a, any <laughs> notes. Nothing on in front of him. <laughs> anyway, James, dim sum up. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> I mean, it made even better by the fact that I almost pipped you to the victory right at the end. You did almost. You did. But and I, Jason did screw me over with the food token. I did <laughs> at the last, the last frigging turn. Oh, just. I mean, they. I had that whole game thinking, do you know what this game needs? It needs just a little bit more take that. And then right as we came towards the end of the game, I picked up a card, which was dump two of my tokens on someone else, uh, which, for those that don't know, if you've got tokens left at the end of the game, you lose points. That's right, yeah. So it was like, well, we're coming to the end of the game. I like a bit of take that. Ant was current, was actually right behind me, hot on my heels. Mm, I was the threat, points. wasn't I? You were the threat. So I dumped it on you. Completely forgetting that James actually has half a brain cell, and he actually he caught up quite a right at the end as well. Though, to be yep. I was all in that last steamer, and I was like, I might actually be able to pip you mm. if you don't choose me as the target. Yeah. And what was the final score between the two of you? Two points. Two points. Two points you, you were thirty-seven. I was thirty-nine. Yeah, something like that. Impressive. But I was about eight, nine points behind at the you point were. you were making that decision. Yeah. Exactly, which is why I didn't think to to really go for you. So yeah, 
really, and really you're interesting. Usually game. better at reading the table than that. I was, but I was more focused on the fact that someone was genuinely quite close to me. And if I hadn't have played it genuinely, mm-hmm. you pro- you probably would have been up there with me and James. And I reckon there would have been one, maybe two points in it yeah. between well, if all. James would stop rotating the table. I might actually have a chance <laughs> next time, but we'll see. I had to make that educated decision, though, didn't I? Because I had to rotate the table. Yep. So that you could get that steamer to stop Ant from getting it. Because if Ant had got it, he would have won. He would have won. But how quickly, be honest, how quickly did you do the maths when I started my turn and you went, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But um, really, really impressed. Very fun game to play. It was fun. It was the first time I played it with you guys. Yeah. Or full stop was the first time I played it. So we all played it for the first time last night. Yeah. I think there was many things learned Mm. during the game and I look forward to playing it again. Yeah. Um, I look forward to the review as well. The oh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to get that played enough so that we can review it. And, I mean, spoiler alert, I want to buy it. <laughs> so I guess that's the collection it's state. It's track already. The end. <laughs> yeah. but, see when he yeah. loses a couple of games, see if he still likes it, right? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is very true. Again, I've got a 100% record on that game, so might be time to retire from that one. <laughs> oh, okay. This is the problem. Like, as soon as you win a game... Like if you're first time playing it and you win the game, you kind of never want to play it again because you've got 100% I don't know. Record. We played Dice Hospital last night. I quite enjoyed it and yes. I won it. Well, I'd like, to play, it. I'd like, to, I'd like to play it again. <laughs> but I'd like to play it again. <laughs> so that was your first time playing Dice Hospital? That was first time playing Dice Hospital. How did you find that? Because I was recently on your episode talking about workplace games yes. and that was on my top five it was um and i can see why it was on the top five yeah. i really it took me a couple rounds to get used to it but like every game you start off with it takes a couple rounds and i appreciate the fact you guys watched over make sure i was doing the stuff right but then mm-hmm. once i got into that um it was quite a case of the card you gave me it was quite lucky to have that as the upgrade to win more points yeah and no i really did enjoy it i love the it was the first time i played a hospital themed board game as well yeah Back in the days when I used to play Meme Hospital, so it took back a lot of memories. Really liked it. I would love to play that again and give that another go I think at some point. Like, hospital-themed games are... I mean, I know there's a few coming from Kickstarter over the next sort of year, year and a half, because uh, I've backed a couple of them. But it's it's kind of one of those themes you haven't really seen that many, have we? No. And it kind of screams a great thing. I can imagine a really heavyweight Euro-type Game. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's, sorry, James. Sorry. That's my one takeaway from Dice Hospital is I enjoy it, mm. but after playing it a few times, it's like I want a game with this theme that's just a little bit more in depth. Yeah, because mm. there's a there's one that's been out for a while. I think you you should know, Jason. Uh, Rush MD. Rush MD. Yeah, is yeah. one is, is looked quite intriguing to do. Mm. Like you actually get to do the operating in that, don't yeah. you? Um, but it's, apparently, it's quite hard to get hard to get hold of that game. Yeah, so so I've heard. I mean, I, I've not played it. No, um, I've looked into it a couple of times, and if I remember correctly, it's a real time sort of. You know, you're, you're going against time, which yeah. I don't usually like mm. uh, in a game. I, I I played I played Kitchen Rush and absolutely detested it. Oh, really? Um, but that's purely me is because I just don't like being under a timer. Mm. If you know, I, I have no problem taking my turn quickly, but when that press, that extra pressure is there of seeing a sand timer ticking down, I, I, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and yeah, I just stop. Uh, so yeah, that's probably why I don't own any games like that. <laughs> uh, actually, I suppose you could say project elite kind of has a bit of that. 
Yeah, more of a timer on that one, though, really, isn't it? Yeah, but that's kind of a cooperative, we're going to screw it up. I think the difference is, though, is with games like Project Elite, you get the planning phase first, where you can actually talk about what you want to do. The only time constraint is literally rolling the dice. Yeah. So you get that element of, right, you're going to do this, you're going to work towards this, I'm going to work towards this, you're going to work towards that. Right, we all know what we're doing. Go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Speaking of that game, I do really want to play that again at some yeah. point. I've got literally Great. all the add-ons which still haven't been touched yet. So we need to of, get on that at some one point. One of the games, well. again, I don't think we've even done a, a game highlight episode for that. I know we talked about it. Yep. But I don't think we ever got around to doing it. But I think it's been long enough now that we need to replay it again so that yeah. we know what we need, need to talk about because we've yep. forgotten half of it. Yep. Shame. Yeah. (laughs) Really upset we're going to have to play that game again. But yes. Anyway, talking of the fact that I've been on your podcast recently, talking about our top five worker placement games and the fact that we've now played Dice Hospital, Mm -hmm. which was one of mine, one of the ones that was on your top five is actually the game that we're going to be talking about today. Special episode, yes. Yes. So. Shall we uh, Shall we crack on and, and start our discussion about this game? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okie dokie, guys. So the game we are talking about today is Fallout Shelter, the board game. Fallout Shelter, the board game, is a worker placement game released by Fantasy Flight Games in 2020. It is capable of having between two and four players aged 14 and up with a listed playtime of 60 to 90 minutes. And at the time of recording, you could pick this game up for around £30. In Fallout Shelter the board game, players must keep their vault dwellers safe, productive, and most importantly, happy, as you survive under 2,000 feet of bedrock. Compete with the other players to see who can inspire the most happiness and be elected the brand new Overseer. Nice. That is a rough idea of what the hell this game is. Mm-hmm. But James, what comes in the box when you buy <laughs> Fallout Shelter the board game? Contained within the quote-unquote box, you, you get 30 room cards, 5 elevator cards, 31 item cards, 18 threat cards, 2 dice, 4 resource trackers, 72 resource cubes, uh, 28 dweller figures, 42 happiness tokens, and a first player token. Excellent stuff. I feel really bad because that hasn't got anything like, to do in this. I bet it's, it took you hard to say, not lunchbox, but box on that <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's address the elephant in the room. This is not a box, is it? It's, it's a tin. It's a tin. Tin, maybe. It is, uh, it is sort of a lunchbox tin <laughs> style game boxy thing. Um, yeah, but it does I mean, have a box it, insert. It's even got the fake handle on the side. Has it? <laughs> Oh, it really does. I never saw that. That's awesome. (laughs) Okay, first things first. Fantasy Flight, why is there not an actual handle on this tin? True. I mean, would it have cost that much, really? Because it is basically... It would have been 35 instead of 30, but... (laughs) Well, yeah. Five pounds for a handle. So, um, obviously, this is your game. Yeah. Um, First off, when did you get it? Was this one that you bought brand new when it first came out? Or? No, I got it in 2021, so just out coming out of COVID it was. Okay, yeah. nice, nice. Uh, which is the only time I figured it out that it was actually available. Uh, the guys at Board Stupid have the proper version of 
Fallout. Yes. By Fantasy Flight Games. Never played it. Still haven't played to this day. Uh, but being a Fallout fan and worker placement, I heard that this was out and um, just thought, you know, give it a go. Yeah, and, why not? You know, it's, you know, cheap and it's practically in a travel case. You can go anywhere with you. Yeah. So, nice. what's not to like about it? Um, do you remember how much you paid for it when it? I believe it? it was twenty eight ninety nine at the time. Okay, so you so actually got it just, cheaper just than what under, it is. Just under, yeah, a little bit under, yeah. Cool. So I'm guessing it's obviously holding its value at the moment because it's now quite an old game. There wasn't many places that were still selling it, mm. but um, uh, I think it was Amazon where I saw it the cheapest, which was yeah. thirty two pounds. Mm. Other than the second hand market, obviously there mm. was a fair few of those. But um, let's let's talk about the theme because. First and foremost, I'm not really a huge digital gamer. I know yep. of Fallout sure. and what the rough premise of it is. Mm. But when I was doing a little bit of research for this, Fallout and Fallout Shelter are two different things. Is Absolutely, that right? yeah. So you're obviously far more of a digital gamer than me. <laughs> what is the difference? So Fallout is a an actual series. that There are separate... So essentially, um, Fallout is an RPG role-playing game. So it's longer, it's bigger, and whereas Fallout Shelter is just simply a basic game, which is free to download, by the way, on Steam, iPhones, iPlayer, iPlay Store, whatever you want to do, um, which is essentially just to build a shelter, like in okay. the actual Fallout games. So it's kind of like a standalone one. There are a couple other standalones from the main games, but this is kind of like just a, a free downloadable game that they've done. Uh, and then it got quite a big fan base to it because it's a free game that they thought, well, we can actually make a board game out of this. Yeah. Now I own the game. I've never really played it much, but as the board game alone, I find more better to play than the actual right. app itself or the game itself really. Um, so, I mean, the next logical question I think would be, is it a good representation of the digital game? But the fact that you're saying it's better. Oh yeah. I mean, of. yeah. I mean, Obviously, the game's better because it's all animated and how the characters all get the happiness and lose happiness is is fantastic. But this is a good representative representative of the game. Okay. Um, when we go into a bit more detail in a minute, um, I'll explain a bit more when it comes towards that with threat cards and yeah. um, upgrades and stuff like that. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. So, James, are you familiar with Fallout or Fallout? Shelter? No, I'm in the same boat as you. I've never played any of the games I didn't okay. even know that there was an app-based game of this. No, neither did I. Yeah, I mean... I, I knew it was a game of, of sorts. Again, going back to the game, like you just said, I, I've not long recently got into it myself. Okay. Again, some of the guys from Bullshit, oh, hello Simon, if you're listening, is massively into Fallout. He's been playing this since it's, it's been out. Mm. I've never had the time to play big games like Fallout up until, obviously, when we had covid I had plenty of time to play it. That's when I kind of got into it. So I've only just recently got into Fallout. I love the series. And uh, I just felt this was a better, friendlier game to play than the other game that Fantasy Flight has released. Right. Apparently, that's a bit more difficult to play and a bit more technical. Whereas this is just a simply nice little carry case worker placement for everyone yeah. to give a try, regardless of the, the, the theme it is, really. Yeah. So, obviously, I've not played the other Fallout board no, game either. Me that, that one, to my knowledge, is based on the normal. Yeah. Um, the, the, the actual RPG series, yeah. Of the game. Okay, cool. Um, so it'll be interesting to try that one at some point because I have enjoyed playing this game. Uh, but before we give our opinions on that, let's talk about the components yep. because I think there's a fair bit to talk about. First off, it does come in a tin that is clear, obviously meant to look like a lunchbox. Is that thematic? Yeah, I, I guess for the for the actual yeah, thing, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, 
Okay, so that, that's that's pretty good then. But other than that, and it's your game. What do you think about the components? Anything anything stand out to you that's either good or bad? Uh, definitely the the, the dwellers themselves. I think are the standout mm. piece because again, if you're familiar with the the game itself, they are Volt Boys, and in the game there are a different type of Volt Boy for everything. They're kind of like in the the original game, they're like an upgrade system. You have one which is strength, so he's got his arms up like a muscle mm. man. Yeah. The other guy is intelligent, so he's dressed like a teacher, and so on and so forth. And so, and the dwellers in this re- kind of represent that. Um, as we talk about later on, you can train your dwellers to be better mm. uh, versions of themselves. Uh, so I think the dwellers alone is what stand out, yeah. uh, and possibly some of the see-through cards. I believe we'll talk to, we'll talk about oh, in a sec yeah, as well. Definitely. Yeah, I kind of like that aspect. Um, so I mean, yeah, the dwellers are hundred percent. They're yeah. they're fifteen millimeter uh, miniatures, mm. really, and the detail on these is superb. Like compared to normal board game miniatures which are usually 28 to 32 millimeter scale there's a lot of detail on yeah i'm glad they haven't done the typical wooden meeple thing i'm glad i love the fact that they're they're actually the vault boys from the game yeah because again goes well with the the actual theme of the game really well yeah but yeah and i think another thing i would before i move on from the from the dwellers is you get seven of them Mm -hmm. uh as as your workers but they're all different Yes. They're all different sculpts, mm. which they did not have to do. Exactly. They could have easily just done one sculpt and, you know, a different sculpt for they each team. But no, same. every single one yeah. of them is different, which is really, really good. Very distinct colours as well. It's nice to see different colours mm. of players. You've got blue, yellow, white, and brown. Yeah. Strange. Yeah, so obviously the blue, the blue and yellow the... you can tell because they're actually the colour for the vault. Of course, the vault yeah. suits. The brown kind of represents the wasteland itself because that's what the game is sent. It's like a barren wasteland sort of thing. The white, however, I can't explain that part of it. But <laughs> <laughs> dwellers for me, they are probably the standout piece or pieces in the game. And I was also going to bring up about certain cards. The yeah. uh, what are they? They're, I call them monster cards. They're, they're threat cards. The threat, threat deck. cards. So yeah. the threat cards, they are plastic cards, mm. but they are, other than the print that's on them, they are transparent. That's right, yeah. And they are placed over the artwork cards so you can actually see the artwork behind yes, the threat. yeah. That is a really nice touch. Mm. So that they've got a huge thumbs up for me on, on those. Again, because it's just been normal cards. You would have had the same effect, but the fact that it blends in well with your the part of the shelter you built. I'm sure we'll explain in a sec, but yeah, yeah just so, nice little detail for something under 30 quid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just... definitely. Definitely. James, what about you? What's your standout parts to this uh, component list? Um, uh, echoing what you guys have said about the um, the sculpts on the figures <clears throat> and the see-through cards, which are both mm. uh, nice. I think it's, like you said, the fact that they've actually used the character from the game. Yeah. And I'll say this, I said in the intro, it's like, I've never played the Fallout games. I don't know mm. what they're about. Yeah. I know that character from yeah. the media. It's very iconic, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I know that that character is connected to Fallout. So yeah. the fact that they've sculpted all the figures to look like it. Exactly. Like, oh, even if I hadn't seen the tin, I'd go, oh, this is a Fallout game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like seeing a Superman symbol. It's iconic, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, and, and it is. Um, but I also quite like the resource trackers because they're nicely organized. Yes. It's a li- little bit of a uh, punch board with some cutouts, but it serves its purpose really well. Definitely. Yeah, because obviously your resources in the game are represented by cubes. I mean, the cubes aren't anything to stand, you know, shout home about. They're standard board, board game cubes. cubes. Yeah. 
but they slot nicely into those boards. So it's as good as having a dual layer punch board, but mm. without the hassle yeah. and cost of a dual layer punch board. So there, again, I think I'm with you on that. Very, very well designed and they come across really well. So yeah. I don't think there's anything particularly negative I would say about any of the components other than one personal thing, which is I don't like tins. Yeah. On board games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. main reason is because tins get dented. Yeah. Um, so that's just a personal thing that I don't yeah. like that, but it's thematic to the mm. game, Yeah, uh, it, as you've said, so therefore I can probably overlook that. I'm actually going to say that I really like the lid mm. and the fact that it's got this sculpted... It's in, yeah, in, like it's an embodied lid, isn't it? Yeah, it's been um, embossed. Embossed. And it's got right. a really nice sort of finish on the artwork. It's, it pops quite well. It's It does. It's quite striking. Yeah, you're quite right. It could have easily been a cardboard box as, as per normal. Um, I just like how Fantasy Flight have done that little detail because, again, when you play the game, you search boxes for loot. And, yep. uh, and I think that's why they've kind of done that. Just a nice little touch in the day. But yeah, no, I mean, quite right. Could this, be is the, this is one of the problem. things. I mean, as someone who doesn't know Fallout at all, mm. I wouldn't know that. No, However, not. that is a nice little Easter egg for those that yeah. do like Fallout. Mm. And will instantly recognise what mm. that's about. Yeah. So that is a nice little nod, and I but, can look. I can look past it on those grounds mm. because that's not there for me. That's actually there for the people that know yeah. what Fallout Shelter is mm. or Fallout in general. But it is a bit of a weird one where on your collection you've got all these cardboard boxes, and ah, there's a random tin there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I have. I think I have one game. Uh, it's not currently here. It's actually at the club at the moment. I have one game, which is the Harry Potter. Uh, miniatures game that came in a tin and i absolutely detest it really because it's full of miniatures mm. resin miniatures and a really rubbish box insert so the miniatures move around they, they hit, hit the metal and they snap mm. so i mean that's a real shame yeah um whereas if it had been in a nice box with a nice insert that wouldn't have mm. happened but yes uh anything else we want to talk about on the components before we move on to gameplay no i'm good no I'm good let's talk about the gameplay then so Back to you, Mr. Ant. What do you like about the gameplay in uh, in Fallout Shelter? It's, again, worker placement is possibly my second favorite type of game. Um, pretty much why this is on there. Uh, most worker placements require boards, uh, placing people here and here, where this one is just simply just a set of cards. Mm. And that's what I love about it. And it's what we'll get into about building certain rooms how you can just add the card to it you know you can't do that well you could do it on top of a board or not but you require more space and stuff the theme again because i I'm, I'm i've recently got into fallout again that's another reason why i like it i don't know there's more to it there's the work conditions as well there's one way because yeah. we played it two different ways like basically you want it one way and then the next time you play it, you, you want it a different way yes so that's another reason why i kind of like that there's more than just one way of winning this game mm. as well yeah. Um, whereas most worker placements, it's like the first person to this and it's over. Yeah. So that's probably another reason why I quite like this one as well. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's kind of, it's got a nice progression mm. to the game, hasn't it? Because yeah. obviously you, you have your standard board, air quotes, board, because it's all made up of, of playing cards, basically, yeah. uh, all set out at the start. And then throughout the game, you're collecting your resources and your resources are used to build new rooms on your personal level. Mm-hmm. And those rooms in themselves can do actions and gain you resources, which you kind of want to do because they're usually the more powerful ones. 
but also other people can use your rooms, but then they have to pay you yep. for the privilege of, yep. of doing it, which then enables you to buy more rooms quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's how the game is ended, isn't it? Yeah, first, first person to six rooms, or the threat decks out of uh, depleted. Yes, yes, and uh, both of those are entirely possible. Yes, uh, <laughs> some quicker than the other. Yes, <laughs> those threats can come out uh, thick and fast. Which, well, I mean, let's talk about how the threats come out because that is something I like. I know you weren't a particular fan of how quickly they came out. Sometimes were you, James? Only when they amassed on my floor. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what I love about it, because there's, <laughs> there's the gamble of building, but then afterwards you've got the gamble of if a threat could go on there straight after that round ends as well. Of course, yeah. Um, which yeah. You'll, you'll explain right now. Because so. obviously I think in, in the last game we played, I deliberately was not building no, at all. No. You, you guys were building, but as you were building, you were amassing all of these threats. And then mm. right at the end of the game, you know, towards the end of the game, I could see you closing in. I was like, right, build, build, build. And I, was like, I just suddenly... Built all my thing out, which meant I didn't have to deal with any threats. That's the thing. Me and James, me and James were building, and you were just getting more uh, vault dwellers at the end. Of that, yeah. so. If I do remember correctly, that bit you in the black side at the end, though, because we were also amassing points for killing them. This is true. Yeah. Yes, that is how I lost. Yes. Um, uh, in the in the last game, but I only just lost. Mm. That was the point. It's, so, al- it's always more fun, Jason, when I pip you at the last minute. <laughs> it came down to the roll of a dice. That's how close it was. So there is dice in the game, yes. which means there's luck. Mm-hmm. How do we like the luck in this game? Because worker placement games tend to not have all that much luck. But in this one, there is quite a bit of luck as to where those threats come out. Most definitely, yeah. Um so yeah, like like we said, after every round we have to roll dice to map out where these threats will go on certain levels of the player. Uh, if it lands on that person, that person can put a meeple on there, and he might need to get a nine plus to defeat this yep. creature, um, which you could gain happen. You'll always gain something out of it, something big. Um, but like you said, there's the gamble of the dice. There are shop cards that could help you boost your dice roll or re-roll your dice roll. So. Yes, there is luck into it, but there's also a gamble of using those resources as well to yeah. possibly do that as well. Yeah. But um, we, you're talking about having to roll mm. dice in order to defeat these things. Yeah. That? A roll of nine, I mean, that's quite difficult Yeah, absolutely. by, by anybody's stance. But there are things in the game, James, of mitigating how much you have to roll, isn't there? Yeah, weapon. Uh, the the item deck, there are weapons and equipment that you can... I think you have to go out into the wasteland to... Uh, to scavenge yeah. them. Um, I think your favourite was the minigun, if I remember correctly. Oh, I did love the minigun. <laughs> I think that's how I won. It was how you won, because that gave you an automatic plus three. Plus three, wasn't it, yeah. Which was, uh, yeah, horrifically dirty. Mm. I was running around with a couple of pistols, <clears throat> which were only giving me a plus one, which, mm. again, is why I didn't really want to take on all that many threats. And that's the thing with the threats, is if you defeat them, it's guaranteed happiness for your shelter. And that's mm. the end of the game, is to have the most happiness at the end, isn't yes. it? Yes. So yeah. there's always that, again, I want to get the happiness more uh, before anyone else does. You, you kind of yeah. have the jewel thing there, don't you? Because if you defeat them, you get happiness. But if you yeah. don't defeat them, you lose it. You lose your dweller. So it's not a case of, if it's still there, it's break even. Mm. It's like, no, you, you actually lose yeah. happiness. And obviously, if you try and fight a threat and fail, you injure your dweller, which means you're then sacrificing a turn to, to heal, to heal, to heal it, back to heal up, it yeah. uh, on, on the next round. Mm. Yep. 
So there's there's a lot of things at play. There is a lot of thinking yep. to be done, uh, as in most worker placement games, which is probably my main takeaway in the sense of this is a excellent example of a, quite frankly, box standard worker placement game. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's not I like also... somewhere there's other mechanics all in there. Mm. This is a box yeah. standard worker placement game that could have, quite frankly, any theme absolutely. on it, but it absolutely. works. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I do like the randomness of how the how the threats come out as well. That mm. whole rolling the dice and mm. it's like, right, you go along a certain amount of spaces and a certain amount of floors down, depending on what the dice is, yeah. has given right, you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, and, and it's always in the player's fate as well, isn't it? Because you, as a team, you you sort of collectively roll to see where it is on the on the top track, yeah. which is what starts the game, and then then it's up to you and your fate. Of rolling for your level and going, ah, damn it! I rolled a an eight, and that's the yeah. only one that I've got a a room on, and now it's blocked that. Yep, you know, because that's the key thing is by putting those threats down, Blocking it your blocks resources, it? your resources yeah. that you can get. So you kind of have to fight them one to fight off the minus points at the end, but also because you want to use that card to get your resources. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. Um, and then there's the upgrade system for your for your dwellers. That's an entire different uh, mechanic, yeah, which is introduced into it. It is. And, and I'm interested to talk to you about this one, because this is a... I, I have mixed feelings, shall we say, with okay. regards to the upgrade system. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about an upgrade system, on each room, for example, you can place any worker on a room and achieve its resources. However, certain rooms will have a letter. And if you play... If you have an upgraded worker that is that specific letter, and you play it on that, you get double the rewards. Yeah. Okay, so to upgrade a worker, you have to use an action... To go on a specific space. To go on a specific space, and then it upgrades that worker for one turn. Mm. So on the next round, you can then do that to get double the resources. This is where... I, I don't want to say it's something I don't like, mm -hmm. but it's something I'm really unsure as to whether it was really all that well thought through, because... If I'm spending an action to upgrade that worker, mm -hmm. ready for the next round to get double the resources, why would I not just do that action that round and then in the next round and achieve the exact same reward? It's just use me, you know, instead of me upgrading And then upgrading you're wasting it, more actions to do that when you can just get it in one go. It's exactly the same <laughs> amount of actions, though. Because <laughs> you're, you're using an action to upgrade the worker and then you're using that upgraded worker to get double the, re the uh, reward. It's not it's even still, it's in a lot still, of the cases. It's only one extra. We, well, yeah. Well, it's double the reward, isn't it, of whatever's on there. So, Like, for example... Like, th like this one, for example. If you used it on there, your standard one gets you three food, mm -hmm. whereas if you place an A on there, it'll get you six food. Oh, I see what you mean. So yeah. you Instead are... of doing it in two turns, you just do it in one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, um, it could be... It's not just for that specific resource you could use it to upgrade to train your guys to attack a threat so then that's double uh happiness as well mm. so that's another reason why you could do it plus i think if you if i remember correctly there's only one or maybe two spaces on the actual game where you can upgrade so again it's a race to you yeah. know i see what you're saying yeah but um it, it yeah. just seems like in, in then most maybe next circumstances, time get double, yeah. it's, uh, I'm using two actions regardless. Yeah, I might as well just do it twice. There's also the only reason can, is though, if you can, yeah, because obviously 
people can block anyone that spot can off. block you so and that and is, a, would be the only reason yeah it could be a spot that someone else owns so you have to pay my resource twice as yeah. well to do that yeah so again like every worker placement there's that there's that gamble isn't it yeah so exactly so you, you talking about the, the the dead dwellers there's only one spot to heal them yes but if every one of the other players has a dead dweller yeah everyone's going to race for that spot first isn't it, aren't they so yeah, exactly. you'll lose a turn regardless again it's just yeah it's a gamble yeah. that's why i love worker placement gambles <laughs> So yeah, it's it, like I said, it's not that I dislike no, 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 this particular mechanic. In all but... fairness, I didn't even spot that until you've actually just pointed it out. Mm. Yeah, I the, see where you're coming from. The solution, and obviously, is to do what I do, which is build a nuclear reactor and then build a hospital right next That's to it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the other one you built? Water supply next to the electricity station? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. The water treatment plant next to the nuclear reactor that's at the it. hospital, because that's, that's not going to go terribly wrong <laughs> at all, is it? I mean, what what I'm learning, and is obviously we, we played Dice Hospital last night, did, and yeah. the most neglected hospital by far Hello. was, was, was indeed James. <laughs> and now we're talking about survival in, uh, in an apocalypse, and we're basically knowing that I am never getting in a shelter managed by James. Mm. Hey, you, you'll come out with a healthy green glow and be better for it <laughs> but being, you're my witness on this james right there so one of the rooms that pops up in this game is a games room yes. how quickly did he try and build that room oh, yeah. <laughs> just because it was the games room <laughs> yeah but if you're gonna go for people's happiness you go for the games room it's true. Yeah, they've, it's got, true. they've got no power water or food but hey games but hey <laughs> you've got entertainment <laughs> indeed the, the question is is it sponsored by geek and son oh yeah that's the thing oh, it's geek probably sponsored by nuka <laughs> But yes, there you go. So that that's my, I guess, one niggle, negative, no, whatever I, you want to call saying, it. Yeah. Um, is there anything in the game that you're not a particular fan of or you think could be better? It bugs me to pay someone a resource to use their stuff. <laughs> Welcome to worker placements. <laughs> I know, but again, that's it. Um, uh, <laughs> that's called capitalism, man. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Or people building my rooms before I can, maybe. Well, again, yeah. It's the same as every worker placement. <laughs> James, we, we, we touched on it a little bit earlier. How do you really feel about the luck factor? Do you think it's a bit too luck-based? or is No, there I mean, I, I do enjoy it for all the thing. It's just that it was just annoying that every threat was spawning on my level. It's like my lovely <laughs> irradiated hellhole. Yeah. <laughs> So, Seems to be spawning these mutants. What? I couldn't work out why. <laughs> why do they keep coming? <laughs> so I think one thing I would, would mention with regards to the luck would be... If you have really bad luck at rolling and every, and everyone else doesn't, you're in for a rough ride. You are. In this game. Because mm. if you're rolling, yeah, when we're rolling to see if the threats are coming out on your board, if you're rolling unluckily, they're going to attack, come on your thing. If you then try and attack them and you don't succeed, you're going to start losing your workers. And as Ant said, there's only one space. Yeah, one, heal one, one space to start with. You know, and it's, yeah, if, if you have come under the unlucky cloud for the day, you're going to have a rough time in this game. Yeah. Because there is very little way to mitigate yeah. luck. I mean, I think my unluckiness when we played it was balanced in a way because I was really unlucky for the roles they kept spawning on my level, but I was getting some insane combat roles yes, when yeah. I actually you went were. to fight them. Mm. You were. And I won on happiness. So my irradiated hellhole was not that bad because everyone was very happy to be there. Yeah, and I suppose if you're that unlucky with dice rolling, you can always go to the item store and try and get some boosts for your yeah. rolls. Um, or re-rolls, chances for re-rolls even, maybe. And again, it's another thing of 
there's a, an element of luck to what rooms come out when. Mm. Because obviously, at the start of the game, there's only one essentially free space where you can gain a, a uh, an item to, to help you yes. mitigate those yeah, things. Start, yes, yeah. And if the other cards don't come out, you're, you're fighting over that one Yes. One space. Same with the healing mm. and all that kind of stuff. But again, that's worker placement through and through, yeah. isn't it, really? But I love that aspect of it building out to get what you want, yeah. to need to, to what you need. Which I mean it's interesting, isn't it? Because most worker placement games, like you said, will come with the board and everything's there. Everything's there yeah. Straight away from the off. Whereas in this one you, you are waiting. Yeah. It is a waiting game mm. for certain um, ones. I don't know. The one one thing I could say about that in a negative with it, with it being card based rather than um, board based, mm-hmm. is a lot of the worker placement games that I've played. The spaces on the card scale for how many players are playing. Yeah. So yes. yeah. usually there's one, obviously because you still have that element of rush. Yeah. That there'll be one less space mm. than there are numbers of players to try and create a bit of, well, not everyone can get that on one turn. Yeah. Whereas on these, it's two spaces, regardless if you're playing at two or four. Yeah. And one of them will usually cost you something in order to yeah to, to get the rewards. So yeah, there's only ever one essentially free space. Yeah. So yeah, I, I do agree with you on that, especially as in that f- very first round when no one's got any upgrades. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, what, six cards? Yeah, six cards the and six only one spaces. Yes, yeah. There, there are the three resources: power, food, and water. Mm. On that top level, the, the the generic level, there's only two spaces for electricity, two spaces for water, and two spaces for food. Yeah, I, I remember one thing because I kept making you laugh in the last game we were playing, wasn't I? Because I never ever refer to it as water; it looks more like blood. Yes, you like, get, yeah, yeah, it's true, yeah. Like when you look at the actual Green symbology blood. on it, because there's no colour to it, it looks like a blood drop. Yeah. And, you know, when you're thinking of a post-apocalyptic like, hey, game, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking more of blood. So, especially in James's hellhole, where, you know, it's just producing <laughs> blood next we to just, his nuclear factory. We, 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 it says water on the tank and no one bothers to check. <laughs> could be water, could be blood. Mm. Yeah, exactly. We don't question where the life-sustaining liquid comes from. We're just thankful <laughs> that it's there. Exactly. So, guys, the the ultimate question, when it comes to gameplay, what's your highlights of the game? What do you think is the standout feature? Especially for you, Ant, as you're obviously saying, this is one of your favourite games, worker placement of all time. What was that standout thing that put it in that top five? I think it's, I think it's when I said it on my episodes when we talked about it. I think this is the most welcoming worker placement I've played. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a lot of people into worker placements because of this game and my number one, which we'll probably talk about in another episode. Um, like, for example, you guys have never played a Fallout. So when I brought this around yours months ago, I saw your face and I'm like, oh, Fallout? I'm not too sure. <laughs> uh, I, I know you still wanted to play, but yeah. you, like, you were still willing to give it a go. Yeah. And the fact that we're talking about it on an episode now is proves that you don't need to be a fan of this to love it a hundred percent or to just like it to play it the fact that you guys still play it the fact we're doing a review on it now is just why i like this game so much yeah like i can get anyone on this and especially people that aren't fans of the franchise yeah a hundred percent i would agree with that it hasn't made me want to go out and play fallout no uh for whatever reason i don't no. i don't know about you james has it made you think oh i really want to try the game no 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 but it wouldn't stop you playing it again if we said let's dish it out 100% yeah. go or something. Yeah, definitely. Um, so do you feel the game has 
replayability to it. Absolutely. Yeah. It would have been nice for an expansion here and there, but again, it's because it's a separate game from the other ones. You probably could do it like a, a Fallout Shelter from New Vegas, for example. People know what I'm talking about if they know the series, or uh, from uh, Vault One One One, for example. But then again, you're kind of just rinse repeating. It's very much. It'll be very much like Zombie Side. It's the same thing, just for different color cards or yeah. something, maybe. So um, it would be nice to maybe have something. Get an but it just it's pretty much fine on its own, really. Yeah. To be honest, I, I would definitely say for me, the the replay value is fairly minimal mm. um i feel like after the four or five plays that we've had now i think i've seen everything yeah of yeah. the game and i'm still enjoying it and yeah. it's definitely one of those things of like oh what are we playing tonight okay well we'll play this and then maybe we'll play fallout shelter afterwards i'm there i'm, yeah. I'm in count yeah, absolutely, me in yeah however if you were to say oh yeah we're gonna play fallout shelter this evening and i've got no other plans then I might be sitting there going, mm, don't know if I want to play that all yeah. evening. Thank you. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Uh, what about you, James? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that one. Um, I do very much feel that this was a IP based one shot, as I like mm. to call them. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's much you could have done with an expansion. I mean, unless there are new room cards. But no, that's from, exactly from what it. I said. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, it is in my mind, it's a one shot deal. Yeah. Um, it's got it's a fun little game as a warm up or a, a cool down. I think I, yeah. I, I think I'm with you, Jason. It's like now that we've played it four or five times, not sure if it was the main event. I'd be all that interested. No. I yeah. think I've seen everything this game has to offer. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to muster the motivation to sort of go. Yeah, yeah let's let, let's crack this out and let's play it multiple times. It's definitely one you play. Like I said, you play a few times, leave it on the shelf for a year, and be like, oh, I'll come back to it. Uh, you know, after that or something, you know. Yeah. I see, definitely see where you're coming from, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, Like I said, I'm more than happy to play it. I will be, you know, excited yeah. to play it. Um, you know, what, even once a month, I would probably still happily play this mm. game as long as I've got plenty of other games in between oh, it. Absolutely, yeah. To, to sort of... Like I said, the know, first few games we took a, a while with it, didn't, I think by play three or four we were like it's under an hour yeah 40 minutes something, something well like i mean that, so. that that is the next question because it's listed as 60 to 90 minutes to play Definitely this game minutes, no. now before we before you even got here mm. i'm still writing my notes when james arrived and i immediately turned around to james as I, without telling him what it actually was listed as, as I, how long did it take us to play these games and I think James's answer was what forty five minutes. Forty five minutes, like when we were still learning it. I think the last one we played, we, we did that in what twenty five minutes. minutes yeah. I'd say ninety minutes for first time worker placement players, right? Just to get them into it and how worker placement goes. Possibly ninety minutes for them, but then after that, it definitely decrease every time they would play. Yeah, I mean, it's really rare to see a game that drastically overestimates the time yeah. that it takes to play. Normally, you'll see a, it on the boards, like, oh, this takes an hour to play. You, yeah. you know it's not. It's going to be an hour and a half. Yeah. The, either the wind condition's too quick to, to say 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, minutes. if you've got someone who's determined to end the game really quickly, mm. it, it's doable. They'll, they'll do it in 25 minutes. Like yeah. Say, in 25 minutes. Not yeah, because it is literally a case of grab your resources, buy the room, grab the resources, buy the room, grab the resources, buy the room. Yeah. And you've only got to do it six times. You know what I mean? It's all right. You're not going to gain all the resources you need in one turn. 
Well, it's like it's just the but, luck element. I think it was, although I didn't win that game, the second one we played, when I got the nuclear reactor and the water treatment mm, plant again yeah. really and, early. And, and the minigun. <laughs> yeah. That was the third game. But they both came out like really early. Yeah. So two of my resources, that's it. I'm like, I'm you were just turning. Game yeah. Four. Mm. Something four like or that. five yeah. with yeah, yeah. those it's like and yeah it's like right okay i'm just gonna start knocking rooms out now yeah yeah so obviously there are ways to to speed up the gameplay i personally quite like the idea of just going ham and getting more workers because you start with three start with two three, and start, start with, with two. two and then you can obviously get gain more workers throughout the game i like to get all seven and then start and going. That, and for again, you, else. that's how differently you played it. It's the first time you were building, second time you were gaining dwellers. So mm. there's a strategy to it every time you play it, really, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think there's a good few strategies to to winning the game uh, and playing the game. So there is an element of replayability there. I think as long as you're willing to try different avenues of uh, of play. But um, let's talk about the price of the game. Yeah, we've we've talked about the replayability. Do you think it has a good value? to the game at at 30 pounds which is what it well, 32 pounds and 97 pence is what this game can be purchased for at the moment yeah if not a little cheaper like i got it for like i like you said the details of the dwellers themselves i think speaks out for the price alone i mean like if you look at, look at a match how cheap that is and the minis for that are mm. fantastic yeah um i again uh, james said with the the double based player boards as well you, your your um See if your cars will not. I, you know, I think it's bang for your buck. Really, um, are you paying a little bit more just for the the tin itself? Possibly, if it was maybe a cardboard box, you probably might get it to twenty five, if that. Yeah. Um, but again, um, big fans of it. I don't see an issue with the price personally okay. uh, for for Fallout fans. Yeah. What about you, James? I'm, You're usually quite I'm, opinionated on price. I am, but I'm actually going to side with Ant on this one. I normally I would say for a game of this size and the amount of components in it, are uh, you paying for the IP? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. But yeah. I think there is enough production in this game to actually warrant okay. that price. Oh, well, there we go. It's a rare occasion here. Oh, Very you know, rare. normally I'm I'm sort of like, nah, this not the like RRP a, is not. Like justified. I said, the, the tin is probably the heavy hitter out of all yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, looking at the game, you're paying more because it's in a tin. Mm-hmm. You're paying more because it's an IP. You know, this is probably twenty twenty quids worth of un IP'd game here. You know, without all those extra but it is, bits. I, but, I think it is. This is one that really is almost a homage to the fans of Fallout, where they've actually put some effort into yeah. it. Yeah. Normally, my, my biggest gripe with IP-based games is normally is I'm just like, they're a cash grab. They yeah. slap the yeah. IP on this and not really, like, what was the classic one we did was Orlog. Orlog, yeah. Yeah, like, there is a classic example of a game that just, oh, we just slap this IP on it and there you go and overcharge yeah. massively for it. Mm. I think they've actually put some effort into this. Mm. And it does justify the price. Yeah. I mean, I'm genuinely surprised that this game is as cheap as it is. Yeah. I, I was expecting when I looked to be looking towards the £40 mark just mm. because of it being IP. Yeah. The fact that it's 30 I think, is very good. I still think it's a tad overpriced, but I'm, yeah, ta- I, yeah. I'm talking a couple of pounds mm. overpriced. I would happily pay 25 to 30 quid for this yeah. game. It is... Ultimately, just a worker placement game. 
If you're into yeah. worker placement games, you'll definitely like it. If you're into Fallout, you'll definitely like the game. Is it worth it? If you can get it at the right price, I think so, yeah. yeah. I, I think what you paid for it, I think is definitely worth it. 30 quid, I definitely think it's worth it. Not As I said, that, you're looking at thirty two ninety seven on Amazon. Amazon do regular sales. Just pop it in your like, you know, watch list, and then just wait for it to come down. Yeah, and you know, you'll probably wait a month, maybe, for it to come down in price because they fluctuate all the time. But other than that, I th- I think it's definitely worth it. Pretty good value game, and yeah, I think don't play it all the time. That would no, be my one. I, I don't. I I go month in month out without playing it. I like last time I. Before I played it with you guys, I think it was a good two, three months that I played it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, I think this is going to be a very silly question, uh, but collection status, we have to talk about it. And is this a collection keeper for you? Do you ever see it leaving the collection? No. And I'm not just saying it because I'm a fan of the Fallout franchise. I'm saying it for the fact that I'm getting gamers into worker placement games with yeah. this game, which I mentioned earlier. It's probably the reason why I keep it. And again, like like as I just said, you, you just now like we've played it now. It's going to sit on the shelf for a good three six months to like mm-hmm. to play it again. So it'll pop back on, and it's you know going back to memory lane. I would keep in mind just as like I said, just to just for that reason. That's good. My collection status, obviously, this is not my game. No. I, I I'm usually sitting here trying to decide whether it's going on my for sale pile or not. It's not going to be a game I'm going to buy, but that's not because. I don't like it. No. It's because I know you've got it. Exactly, yeah. If you didn't have it, or if you decided to get rid of it, I would potentially consider mm. buying it, because as you said, as a game to introduce people to worker placement, it's actually pretty good because of the fact that it is just worker placement yeah. in its rawest form. I haven't got to then teach two different mechanics or three different mechanics. Yeah. I'm teaching one. Mm. The theme really doesn't matter. I'm not fussed about the theme. I like the artwork, I will say that. Yeah. yeah. You know, as James mentioned earlier, the Fallout stuff is very iconic and everyone knows it really when when you see it. So, mm. the question now before we uh before we close out is fans of Fallout Shelter the digital game, mm-hmm. do you think this is something that could be a nice gateway into introducing how good board games can be? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, would you would you reckon a lot of people would give it a go? Yeah. If they were a fan? Um, the game itself is very much like your normal mobile games where you have to wait a day to upgrade them and stuff like yeah. that, whereas in this one you can just put them on the spot and do it and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so the game itself is very time-consuming, whereas this is a quick, like you said, 30, 25 minutes, whatnot. But I can see fans loving it just as much because, like you said, there's so many nods and you know uh, to the game itself. But I can see fans quite enjoying this, to be honest. Nice. Very, very good. James, any closing comments on Fallout Shelter, the board game? Um, only that if you get the opportunity, if you've never played it before and you get the opportunity to play it, definitely give it a go. Yeah. It, it values your time. Yeah. Which is definitely something I think uh, we can all agree on. But I just want to say uh, thank you guys for taking the gamble and trying it. Oh, hell yeah. Because, um, you know and again, I know you didn't, like the, you didn't know the IP as well, but just the fact you gave it a go, says it all and thank oh, you. you thank you. you you had me at worker placement oh yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> i do i do enjoy worker placement yeah, games same as man yeah. really yeah. do enjoy them and I, I, on that it's a very good example of it mm. that that's the key thing to take away from this it's it's i think it's better than it has any right to be mm. that's that's my biggest surprise here that, that it's, yeah, it's a lot it's better me, than it yeah. should be mm. so that that's 
I, I, mean, I was, example. but again, I don't know if I'm slightly jaded by that bad experience from IP-based games, mm-hmm. that negative experience where a lot of absolutely yeah. developers have put yeah. just slapped the IP on a half half baked mm. idea and gone, well, the IP will sell it. Yeah, and it's I mean that's another thing to talk about. I guess really is it's nice to see an IP-based game that isn't total pig swill. Yeah, <laughs> you know. You know it's, yeah. Oh, it's so hard to be a family-friendly show sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, you get well, what I'm a, saying. That, that, that's a topical discussion all on its own, isn't it? The fact that they regularly abuse the IP. There you go. Yeah. You've got an idea for a topical episode. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice when James comes up with these ideas. <laughs> add, it, add it to the list, because I list. know you've got one. See, co-host I, um, comes in handy. List. It does. <laughs> it does. But uh, yeah, that is Fallout Shelter, the board game. Have any of you guys played this game? What are your thoughts on it? Let us know on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Discord. Links to those are all in the podcast description. Short of that, Anthony, thank you very much for joining us. No, thank you, guys. Thank you for having Like I said, thank you for playing the game. Thank you for having me back on for the episode. It's good to always, be back. Always a pleasure. Would you like to uh, promote your own show? Do I get to do my radio voice? You do. <laughs> so cue, cue your radio voice and tell these <laughs> lovely people where they can find you. I knew you'd put me on the spot. <laughs> well, hi, guys. My name is Anthony, and I host the MTVB podcast, a podcast where it talks about my four favorite subjects that's movies, TV shows, video games, and board games. At the time of recording this episode, we recently released the episode, like Jason said earlier, about our top five worker placement games. If you're interested to know what Jason's top five is, then please give us a listen. We are on Everywhere, which is iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Just simply type in MTVB, and every listen will be a great support from you all thank you excellent see how professional that was i did i will definitely be giving that um episode a listen mainly just so i can go jason you're wrong <laughs> do you know what you should have been here for the worker placement episode every time i've done the countdown for number one number, he's there in the background going number one two <laughs> he was living it mate <laughs> oh i love it i do love coming on and doing me some top five episodes which we really do need to start doing some top fives over here as well because i think james you've been well immersed into the yeah, board game I, I, hobby I, I, now i think we could but you i know you you're gonna throw up a really difficult one when you decide to do it and i'm gonna be like, oh, i'm actually gonna have to think about this <laughs> <laughs> not more work <laughs> but uh, I've, honestly I, turning up's hard enough but you know Dun and Jennings will be in every one of his top five so <laughs> I didn't put it in the worker placement oh, spoilers Jason spoilers <laughs> I mentioned it he's mentioned it yeah. <laughs> the one episode where it should have been in it because it, it is a worker yeah. placement game I made sure it that it wasn't <laughs> oh yeah but that's inconsistent mate now everyone's gonna go huh <laughs> <laughs> exactly but we all know how much I love my uh, my Dynagenics. It goes without saying, doesn't yeah. it, really? But that is the running gag, isn't it? As I have to get Dynagenics into every list. Best card game, Dynagenics. <laughs> <laughs> Best game that isn't a game, Dynagenics. Dynagenics. <laughs> Best movie, Dynagenics. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen that movie. Best yeah. Ripple Buddy movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that would be, uh, I don't know, something obscure. Acropolis. There you go. Okay. <laughs> But yes, thank you very much no. for coming again, Anthony. No, thank you, guys. a pleasure. I think there's three of us around the table, James. There's three of us around the table, and there is a game on the table. Are we likely to play a little bit of Fallout Shelter? That's the question. Ooh. 
Yeah, I think we are. We don't care what James says. He's, <laughs> One he, quick game. He's, for the road. He, he's signalling that he, he can't do it. But, and we can put know. it back on the shelf for six months. <laughs> exactly. It, it, just think, James, it's like a relative going away forever or six months. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but, yes. you'll see it in November. It's all good. <laughs> exactly. Is it? Oh, my God. Are we that close to November already? It's going to be Christmas before you know it, and we're going to be doing a Christmas. You know, best games to buy at Christmas. Ooh. How about that? <laughs> Oh, no, that's what we that's, usually that's, do. That's a top five. No, I did that last year. Yeah. You guys can do yeah. it this year. Oh, okay. Fair enough. There now, we mine go. was top five games to play at Christmas, not to buy at Christmas. Well, that's easy. Just anything that isn't Christmas-themed. <laughs> <laughs> Dynagenics will still be top of his list. I'm I, sure I, it'll be on his fifth Kickstarter by then or something like that. They will have had the new Kickstarter by then. I'm oh, looking okay. forward to that. But... <laughs> I best uh, get this turned off because otherwise I'm going to start talking about Dynamics. <laughs> yeah, we're going to start rambling. So, till next week, I have been Jason. I've been James. And I've been Ant. And you have been listening to the Meeple Minded Podcast. Join us next week for more tabletop gaming goodness. Ta ta and goodbye. 